Well, greetings one and all, and uh, this is your friendly neighborhood host, uh, Tony Lightfoot, for this edition of the, uh, the TWBC uh, podcast. Uh, I'm joined uh, at this, uh, this time by, uh, by two good friends of mine, at least I think they're my friends after this season, uh, Alicia Bagnoli, who comes to us uh, from Italy. Say hi to the good folks. Hi, everyone. All right, and obviously the man with the plan, always with the plan, uh, Vincent Stadelbauer, how are you doing? Good, thanks for having me, Tony. And uh, just to clarify, yes, we are still friends. As of now, we'll see after that. Okay, we'll see in about the next 15 minutes uh, <laughs> because uh, this is going to be a summation of the season, kind of like an, an, end of, an end of season kind of wrap a little bit. We're going to try and divide it into, in, into some easily consumable chunks because if we were to do the entire season all in one podcast, you'd probably switch off after about 20, 25 minutes. So... Uh, let's let's start at the beginning, and the beginning of the season was the Swiss Pro, obviously one of your favourite events, uh, 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 Vincent, and and your, yours, I'm sure, as well. So, Vincent, take it away. Ta- uh, tell us what you feel about how things went with the Swiss Pro so far as the TWBC setup was concerned. So, yeah, as you mentioned, we were the four, first uh, pro-event of the year. Normally, it's uh, Mumba. Obviously, with COVID, uh, unfortunately, Mumba didn't happen. So, Swiss was the first pro-event of the year, beginning of May. Uh, we're very excited because this year was part of the pr- newly created Pro Tour. So, that added a bit of a dimension. It's always a bit nerve-wracking because it's the first tournament of the year. It's at my place, so we want to do well. Um, we always try new stuff with the webcast, so that adds a little bit. So it's it's always a lot of pressure, Swiss Pro. It's a bit the season start. I feel skiers also a bit extra nervous because they don't really know what's coming. And the tournament went well. Uh, we had about 38 skiers on the water. Great performance. Nate won for, I believe, the third time or maybe about the time may, i think about the second time because i mean every every other every other swiss tournament was either was either will or or a freddie winter yeah, I, guess. I think still nate had two that was that must have been yes yeah, second or third um and then in the girls uh, regina won no surprise for the sixth time in a row and that was uh after that unfortunately for her she hurt yeah. her knee so that was her, her first We'll, uh, pro tournament and then a little break yeah we'll deal that. with that we'll deal with that a little bit later as we go along we don't want to spoil the surprise a little bit although i'm kind of kind of guessing that if you're listening to this you've probably tuned into us sometime during the season so you probably know what happened anyway but anyway uh the setup uh for for swiss pro uh has only been replicated in this season a couple of other times because every other tournament we've had the pleasure of being inside the trailer now setting up the table setting up the cables setting up everything i mean that i mean it would it's it doesn't get any easier does it no so the setup for the webcast obviously it's 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 bigger and bigger every year uh swiss pro as you mentioned we haven't we didn't have the trailer yet we funny enough the the table we 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 have to work in at swiss pro or exactly the dimension of the trailer uh i noticed that while we're building it so it was a little bit of a of a good trial to see if we're gonna really actually fit in the trailer or not, which we did. Um, setting up Swiss and and wrapping Swiss is always a big one, but luckily for us, we're at home, so I can start setting up as early as I want, and I can take all my time to wrap. 
uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to the Swiss Pro Inno on trailer next year. Even though I'm not really sure how we're gonna bring it to the lake because it's a pretty narrow place for the, bin, for the people that's been. You might have to keep it parked outside your house and run some extra long uh, Yeah, I, I feel there's gonna be a lot of cables being run next year, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the trailer obviously is a game changer. The, the, you know, the, the tournament also required quite a bit of setup. Um, a bit the buoys and and the boats stickered up and and little and the banners around the lake, but we always enjoy it. We're looking forward to do it in 2022. We're going to raise the cash, so we're going to be at a introductory level two uh, for next year, and um, and we're planning on keep doing it and keep doing it bigger and bigger every year. Okay, and this was actually the uh, the first uh, first tournament. Uh, we'll get to you in a moment, Alice, because you, you you were skiing in the uh, in, in the women's competition. So I want to get your little little take on that. But this is the first time, the first event where we actually saw the uh, the cable cam. Uh, first time that we saw it. Certainly wasn't the last. Uh, challenges were, uh, you know, it's sure a le- it's a learning experience, isn't it? Yeah, the, the cable cam is 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 what needs to happen in order to have steady and long-lasting aerial shots skier after skier because it's on a cable, it burns less battery, it's easier to operate, but to set up is tremendous amount of work. It took uh, Dad and I a solid three, four months to figure out exactly what needed to happen. But uh, once we got it figured out for setup like Swiss, it's okay. To bring at other ski lakes, we tried this year. Uh, we weren't very successful at it. We managed to get it working at King of Darkness after a lot of work and uh, Malibu and Malibu Open. We tried, unfortunately, didn't manage to. But um, we're going to keep polishing the system and making it as convenient as possible because it's tr- it's very very nice shots and 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 it adds a lot, I think. Yes, and. Uh... Certainly, plenty of challenges that go along with that, and we'll deal deal with that as we go along through our uh, for our other episodes. As, as we get to the San Gervasio and Malibu Open, I think we can yes. get a bit more. A, li- a, li- a little little bit of a teaser there, but Alice, uh, you skied uh, you skied in this uh, com- competition. Uh, what what was it like to was it like to compete in in the Swiss? Being as it's pretty much your home site, and you know you kind of expected to do well there a little bit. I mean, Swiss Pro is one of my favorite tournaments, of course, also because it's my home side. I practice there uh, most of the time. And I know everything that happens in behind the scenes. So I'm kind of like a little bit nervous about it, but also very excited. And also it's a different form. You know, Swiss Pro, it's a one-day event. Um, literally the best of the best skiers are just competing in that event. Um, it's a two-round and then final and I just know that I need to put like extra effort because as I said, they're just the best skiers and it's happening in one day. So um, I need to make sure that I'm always skiing the best to make the finals. Um, but everything is just very exciting for me. You know, like I always ski and then I help the webcast. So I'm always running around, but I just love it because um, one thing that also helped me, you know, um, is really I get very nervous about tournaments and the webcast helped me on this side because I'm really focused about um, helping uh, Vince and everyone around and I don't have to like stress so much about the tournament until like the very morning. So it kind of re- helped me relax uh, for the tournament and um, hopefully get a good set. 
skiing is less stressful for Leche than dealing with me in the webcast. <laughs> I was about to ask you about how that plays into your skiing, uh, being uh, working on the webcast and that kind of thing. But uh, you, you, you obviously read my mind. Am, am, am I that easy to read or what? Anyway, so the the Swiss pro uh, came and went. Uh, there, there was uh, there was quite a few weeks, quite a few weekends before we went into the next competition, which was Lake Thirty Eight. <laughs> But in between all of that, Alice, you managed to find yourself in the Masters, not in the slalom event, but in treks. Right. So I initially thought about applying, I mean, like trying to ski the YLCQs for slalom. And then Vince was like, well, I mean, why are you not just trying to trick as well? You're always going to have the opportunities. You're a good tricker. Um, in slalom, there were less chances, let's say, to um, make it into the Masters. Of course, I was always going for it like I was going at my max trying to get to the top two and top one to get into masters it was just a little bit harder um but then in trick I just um skied at my last LCQ at Jack Travers and I knew they were going in I think it were like the top two skiers in trick and this was just like you know go for it you're a good tricker you're gonna try to stand up your run and you just see how it goes and worst case scenario which is the best case scenario you're gonna go to masters and here I find myself going to the Masters in trick with Vince pinning me. That was the best part of going to the Masters with Vince. And then I went with Rhea as well, as well, which she qualified in jump. So for me, it was one of the best tournaments. You know, I've been there as a junior and it was very exciting for me. But it was just, even though it was the same place, it was just totally different experience. Uh, you know, I grew up, um, the the contest was just different. So um, I really enjoyed going to that tournament and hopefully um, I'm going to try to qualify again next year. I think there'll be, there'll be a few more people trying to, trying to apply and actually qualify for the Masters seeing that how, how you did it last year. You're yeah. like thinking, okay, if Alice can, can sneak into the Masters using I know. Tricks. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, I don't deserve it. Like, I'm a good tricker. I'm just not like at the best level ever. But at the same time, you know, if you want to, Try to go to these tournaments. Well, you need to ski those tournaments first of oh, all. Oh yeah. So I was there. I showed up, and um, I guess that paid off. So I'm happy. Excellent stuff. So, okay. So you skied the Masters and all of that, and all of that, and then coming up towards the end of the month, uh, at well, right after the end of the month, we we introduce the trailer to an unsuspecting world. The uh, the famous TWBC trailer. And the first tournament uh, that, that that made an appearance was in Gadsden County, uh, uh, Florida. Uh, yes, it's Lake 38. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, to link the, the trailer and the Masters, just before driving, the, the, uh, we drove on the Friday, which then must have been like the 29th or something like that uh, of May. The Thursday, we're still, we're still working on the trailer because the, the timing was basically U.S. Masters weekend, Time to drive back from the U.S. Masters. We had two days to pack everything and then leave to Lake 38. So the trailer needed to be done by um, by the Masters. And it was very, very tight to get it done. Not because we got sloppy or we got lazy. It was just the time we got the trailer and all the work that needed to be put into it and all the orders on Amazon that needed to happen. But yeah, um, Alice helped a lot. I had Dan Cole at Swiss helping me a lot also with all the electricity. And we managed to actually get the trailer 99.9% ready for Lake 38. Between Lake 38 and the end of the season, the trailer, a couple stuff changed, but really not much. Um, 
And then, yeah, we went to Lake 38. Um, was very nervous if the if the trailer was going to be the way I wanted it. And uh, now everything worked out good, even though we had a power issue, actually. We lost power while Freddy Winter was on the water in round number one, I believe. Yeah, in round mm -hmm. number one. Um, we had actually the first problem we ever had with the trailer was a problem that since day one, we designed the trailer to not have that problem. The trailer is designed to absolutely not lose power and we lost power. Um, it was a minor flaw that, that, that we solved. And, and since then we've been, we've been holding up good. You learn from it. Yeah, we learn from it. Exactly. Yeah. As, as you typically do with webcasting, I mean, especially when, when, where it's us concerned because everything, almost everything that we're trying to do, no one else has tried or even attempted before. Not, not, not in our sport, not in any other sport, you know, type deal, you know, going to the likes of the water camera and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll, we'll explain a little bit about that as we continue along. But, uh, the crew, uh, I mean, I mean, it changes a little bit from, from tournament to, to tournament. Uh, we get, we have a core, core people. And there was one little incident uh, with with Adam, uh, not so much with Adam, but uh, with his uh, with his dog, uh, uh, just trying to uh, trying to get be a little bit closer to the action, a little bit closer than the water cam, I would imagine. Yeah. So what happened with Adam? For for the ones that might not know, uh, Adam Hebert, he's the guy that always does what we call the floating camera. He's the guy walking around the dock with the wireless camera, doing all the interviews with Wade. He's, uh, in my opinion, one of the coolest camera because he gets to really get in every skier zone for the better or for the worse. Sometimes I kind of feel bad when I'm on the radio. I'm like, Adam, get closer. <laughs> but uh, he's got a dog and his dog has got the biggest water. He's the most water loving dog I think I've ever seen in my life. He, I mean, craves for water. And, um, and basically he managed to escape from Adam's truck. He was locked in Adam's car during the event and he managed to escape through the window, which was barely, barely open, ran to the lake and started swimming <laughs> again during Freddie's set, which after Freddie, during Freddie's first pass. So Freddie had the first round, he had the dog and, uh, and we lost power in the trailer, which, uh, which which made him not able to rewatch the webcast. I mean, he couldn't really rewatch himself. But yeah, Adam's dog literally swam to the middle of the course. Freddie almost smoked him around two ball at 32, managed to run the pass and avoid the dog. And then Freddie sat in the water for a solid like five, six minutes before they were able to get the dog out of the lake. And then mostly to get a hold of the dog before sending the boat. Otherwise he was going to jump right back in. So, mm -hmm. but we learn now the, the dog is, uh, in Michigan, um, with a friend of Adam far from water ski lakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, so far as the results are concerned, I believe uh, Freddie actually ran his season best, yeah. uh, uh, half, I believe half at night. Half at nine. And what about the women? Because uh, I know that Jamie Ball won, won that event. And how did, how did you end up skiing, Alice? Um, I skied pretty good. Um, I think I did three and a half or four at 38, 11 meters, uh, which is kind of like my standard as of this year, which I like because 
Um, last year's standard was kind of two at 38, and this year I managed to improve two buoys. Um, so I really liked the leg, the drive in the boat, everything was great. And um, yeah, I'm happy how I skied. And every girl skied great, and I really liked that Jamie won the tournament. Um, she's one of the skiers that I like the most. I like her style, I like her person. And uh, yeah, she, she won that tournament. And, and you get to say that because you're a teammate at Louisiana Lafayette. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right, then. So uh, Lake, Lake 30, it's a nice event. It is. It, it was is. our first time there webcasting it. It's a nice event. I'm looking forward to hopefully go back. Yes, it's definitely a very, very good vibe, you know, and, uh, you know, right away from the lake all the way to our Airbnb, which was in uh, close by in uh, Tallahassee as well. It's a little bit of a commute out from the Airbnb, but... Uh, but it worked out. And yeah, when I mean that's a remote place, and Lake Thirty Eight. I mean, it's the most middle of nowhere ever. I mean, I can't even see. It's the, the one. It's the one where we struggle the most with the internet. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's really out there. I have to say what county it's in because no one knows where the town is. You know, <laughs> but there you go. All right then. So going on from Lake Thirty Eight, uh, our first jump event comes up fairly close by before we uh, b before we leave the uh, the shores of the United States. And it was the King of Darkness. And if there was ever an event that accurately reflects the intensity of its organizer, it's this one, isn't it? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, the Garcia family always puts on uh, King of Darkness. They do it at uh, at their lake, uh, at the at the lake of Hancock, right behind their house. Um, it's uh, it's mostly it's a jump event. They have prelims during the day. They have final mm -hmm. during the night. A men and women and uh, uh, juniors, uh, not yeah. under twenty one juniors. I believe. Yeah, like really, really itty bitty ones. And then they have they have some uh, they have some slaloming in the middle. They had actually a trick tournament. Uh, sorry, this year that uh, that Sergio Font put on, uh, sponsored by Tuyu. Um, so it was a jump and trick tournament with some some kids demonstration in the middle some slaloming in the middle and they try to really make it as a show. They try to really run it like, like any big sport, which is very, very nice. They make it a three hour show from basically seven to 10 PM. So it's sunset running into dark. It's very, very nice. And they want to do it well. And there's a lot. So obviously it always brings a bit of intensity, which deep down, that's why we, that's why we like event is for, for, for that, for that vibe that everything needs to come together. And, and there is a lot that needs to come together at King of Darkness. There's a lot of boats. There is a lot of cameras. We had the cable cam above the lake held by scissor lift. Yeah. Because that was the first time the cable cam was there and it not reliant upon uh, coconut trees to keep it aloft. Yeah. It was actually relying on scissor lift, which is the first time I ever rented or operated scissor lift. So it took already a whole month to figure out which scissor lift and which height and all that, but uh, it turned out well. And don't ask me why King of darkness, the two times we did it. That was only the second time. Yeah. That was on massive rains before the events, mm -hmm. like the setups always the week before the, during the event is always perfect, which is very, very good. But the week before King of Darkness this year, I mean, we rained for six days straight. So, I mean, we, we had a little bit of a rough setup, pulling cables and setting up everything in the rain, obviously. During setup and tear down. The, but this is why you have the trailer. Yeah, it's way easier if, it's, if it stays dry. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, we saw actually uh, 
PPM Miranda took a big crash there. Oh yeah, he did a huge, huge crash. But uh... took a crash there and then really hurt himself at Masters. Mm -hmm. Freddie won that, and then the girls Hannah, Hannah won that. Yeah, Hannah won that event, and uh, you know she would that kick off the water ski pro tour season for jump for the for the women's jump. So I mean, I mean that I mean that was an, that was a thoroughly enjoyable event. I mean, you had the big screen along the other side mm -hmm. as well, you know, so the people in the crowd got to saw get to see uh, what uh, what we were pushing. The, online to the good folks around the world rich cougars here up there oh yeah absolutely i mean i mean this this guy is going to be like a megastar when it when it comes time for him to uh, start emulating his uh, his his father uh, freddy krueger you know but i mean it so will... he's already getting used to receiving the trophies <laughs> yes indeed so uh, with that uh, with that skier of the day over rich krueger so Okay, uh, the next event that we will hit will be a San Gervasio, and uh, we will we will tackle that event on the next episode. Uh, this is the first of a multiple part uh, episode uh, for the uh, the roundup of events uh, for this season, and we'll return with the next part uh, uh, very very soon. Thanks, Tony. <laughs>